home of Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Burns and Gambo, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. All right, we are live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It is Wolf and Luke. Luke, I'm assuming uh, Dave Burns asked for Chris Cross to be played as his intro music. Um, I no, I think it's just for Crosstalk. Uh, Burnsy, what's going on, man? I wouldn't have asked for this, no. 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 Okay. No, but I did, I do want to say that in between listening to you guys on my way in, I did listen to uh, The Joker by the Steve Miller Band. And if you want to put a smile on your face on a day when there's not a lot to smile about when it comes to the Cardinals, <laughs> might I recommend The Joker? from the Steve Miller band. Uh, it, it, some people call me the space cowboy. Yes. Some people some call, people me, call me the gangster of love. <laughs> some people call me Maurice. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is where we are. That's point. great, yeah, David Charles. <laughs> no, I just, you know what? It just, I listened to it. I'm like, okay. I, for the first time in like, I mean, when did that game end? Uh, 5 o'clock, 5.30. Mm-hmm. So the first time in like 19 hours. All right. I, I, I smiled a little bit, yeah. you know? That's great. <laughs> So I, just, I just recommend it to everybody. I might put a smile on your face. I'm going to probably try it on the way home at this point because you're 100% right, man. It's been 20 hours and I haven't smiled a whole lot. And this has been happening on Sunday evenings into Monday mornings now for about the last month and a half. Yeah, it's it's been it's been rough and and it's 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 more the same. Sometimes it's a little different, right? There's little alterations. Yesterday, timeouts weren't a problem and scoring early wasn't a problem. Um, boy. Boy, the defense yesterday was a real problem. They just got gashed in that second half. They take that lead on the Zaven Collins pick six, and it's almost like Geno Smith took it as a personal insult, a personal challenge. Oh, oh yeah? Okay, watch this. Here's 241 yards in our next three drives, right? And yeah. bang, 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 done. And that was that was it. And, and it was it, for a defense that, look, rightfully so, they were getting a lot of praise early on in the season. It does feel like that a lot of the luster is off that now, now that they've gone back to back to back 30 point games or more over the last three weeks. You know, my biggest takeaway, David Charles, was just how often the Arizona Cardinals did something to beat themselves. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, once again, I mean, even things that, that happened, like Byron Murphy dropping that pick in the end zone, um, you know, that, that he worked himself, got himself into perfect position right there and you can't have a ball any more square on your two hands right there and even Byron would tell you, you know what? I mean, if that was an opportunity missed, next play they scored a touchdown. That, that to me is the story of the game. Just how many times eight pre-snap penalties? How many times they beat themselves? The yesterday. pre the, the pre-snap penalties were were just it was enough to drive you bonkers yesterday. It, and it was the the Byron Murphy non-interception. It was the tipped pass to Disley that that a couple of Cardinals maybe had a shot at. Next play, it was a touchdown. Yeah, Tanner Vallejo in particular. Next play is a touchdown. It's the Kyler Murray fumble. It's the Robbie Anderson drop. It's the we we could do this all day, right? Where it's the this, it's the that, and and it's it's the the kind of stuff that that again, like I say, every week it seems like it's something new. It seems like it's something different, but it's also more the same. And it's a team that just cannot get out of their own way, no matter how hard they try. Every single Sunday. 
Dave Burns joining us for some Big Red Crosstalk. Uh, Burnsy, one of the, the, the thoughts I had driving over here today is what can you change at this point? You're nine weeks in. I mean, you're right. They they didn't have to take timeouts early, and they scored on the first drive, but then other stuff that has been an issue continue to be an issue, and I know a lot of people want to fire the coach. Some people want to fire the GM. Some people even want to get rid of the quarterback, <laughs> but what can you actually do mid-season that's going to alter this season? Because you're in win-now mode, even though it doesn't look like it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it because this season feels like it's done. But I, I think for me, I'll be really curious when, when Cliff addresses the media and when you guys have him on. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how much of a conversation about revisiting the play calling comes back up. Not that that's going to solve everything. Not that that's going to soothe everything. It, it, it just feels like something different has to happen tonally, right? It just feels like something has to change in terms of the offensive presentation the way we know it. They crossed midfield three times yesterday. And and we can talk about all the mistakes, and we can certainly talk about the execution of the plays that are being called and how the execution isn't right. We can absolutely have a conversation about the injuries. But I think right now, if we're talking about something that has to change, I, I think if you're Cliff, maybe if for no other reason as to offer it up as a sacrificial lamb to try to see if you can stick around longer than the season, you might need to try somebody else as a play caller to see if you can get a different message or a different style of message that goes to the players. It's not going to be the end-all, be-all. I don't expect it to solve everything, but if you're in that we've-got-to-try-everything mode and you're not going to let the coach go, then I think that's the next thing on the list, is to try a different play caller to see if that does something offensively to spark this team. So, as you were watching Kyler Murray play the game of football, what were your thoughts? Um, Well, once again, I'm perplexed by the lack of deep shots, knowing full well that defenses these days are you know playing to take that away um it, i thought kyler i was curious by the lack of targets for deandre hopkins i don't think there's anything like nefarious behind it or anything but i, I was curious as to why you know a guy who was targeted 27 times the first two weeks is now targeted what five times for the game and i think only two or three times after that first drive i was a little surprised by that i, I he he was everything's just so shallow and everything's just so boring and everything is just so designed to really methodically move the ball that an awful lot has to go right for this offense to do what it needs to do as opposed to getting a big play every now and then. Again, and I understand all the limitations to that. He was under constant pressure. The interior of his offensive line, you got backups across the board. That doesn't help anything. Um, I, I thought he was just he was just okay. Wolf, we've we've gone more than a calendar year now since we've seen the great Kyler Murray game. I mean, it, it's just it's been a long time yeah. since we've seen that game where oh my god, did you see what Kyler Murray did yesterday? He was incredible. We haven't seen it. Uh, not from beginning to end. Not a full 60-minute right. football the game. The Raiders right? game. The Raiders game, yeah. we saw it in a brief little flash, and that was enough to beat a very bad football team. Obviously, a very bad football team. We have not seen it for 60 minutes, and it's been a whole year since we've seen it out of Kyler Murray. Yeah, and you're paying him $230 million, and, and I made this point earlier, Bernsey, but it feels like if you, more. if you turn the game on and you don't see the score and you just watch like three plays, you feel like the Cardinals are losing. And it wasn't even that way last year when things started to go south. Now it just, sometimes you lose a game, but you play really well. It's just not even the case for them anymore. It's it's uh, discouraging. With that in mind, Bernsey, I'm going to go listen to, you have any other musical recommendations for my drive uh, home? 
no, that was the one that I mean, I did. I was on like a random shuffle, and I, I Prince's uh, "Kiss" came up, and and that one always puts a smile on my face too. So well, just it, you know, I would encourage everyone to continue to listen to yeah, us. Yeah, I was going to say it was know, a trick question. I'll be listening to Burns and Gamble on the way home. <laughs> yeah, please keep listening to us here, but also know that that you know a, a song or two might might put a smile on your face every now. All right, Burnsy. Thanks a lot, man. We'll be listening. You to got too. it, guys. Thanks. All right, take care. That was uh, Dave Burns right there for some big red cross talk. When we come back, have the Cardinals put themselves in a must-win situation following that loss to the Seahawks? Does a win even help them as much as it could have at this point? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. We are back here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. The Arizona Cardinals are now 3-6. and six. They are 0-3 in the division. They have... The Rams coming up this Sunday. Wolf, you were looking through some of the stats during the break. The Rams are not having a good year. Uh, San Francisco after that. There was um, there was the moment yesterday when Zayvon Collins had that pick six, and it felt like the sort of play that's like, all right, here we go. This is a game-changing play. And then just nothing changed. It, it was like... It was like being in a boxing match against somebody that's a lot bigger than you, and you just go up and deliver the best punch you can, and they don't even like flinch. It's yeah. like, okay, now yeah. what? That's that's kind of what that felt like. So now you're in the spot where you know you and I said last week you got to win two of three in the division. Now for me, I felt like one of those needed to be yesterday against Seattle, but mathematically, you still have that chance to win these next two. You have to win them. <laughs> I mean, you're in yeah. a position now, and, and what's concerning is not that you have to win them. What's concerning is the Cardinals don't look like they can do the things they have to do right now. I know. That is very, very concerning right now. Let me just say this. Um, I was talking about this last week. I saw this opportunity. Cliff Kingsbury was talking about it. Uh, the players were talking about it as well. Vance Joseph was talking about it. This three-game window the Arizona Cardinals have against all NFC West opponents starting with Seattle yesterday and then the Rams of course coming up this weekend in LA and then down in Mexico City on Monday night against the 49ers that three game window right there where you felt like this was going to change the season these three games coming up right here is going to determine uh, a lot about where the Arizona Cardinals may be going and we all felt like they had to win two at least two of the three to be now if you want to win three that's great go have at it not a problem right there but we all kind of felt like you had to win two of those three games to right the ship so to speak and be ready to go into the second half of the season and have a shot in December and I still believe that and that is still in front of them the Rams of course this weekend then the 49ers the likelihood of them winning one of those games right now, let alone both, just doesn't seem very high. Yeah, and that's, you know, we'll ask Cliff this too. I know I've said like 73 things we're going to ask Cliff when he's in here in a half hour and we only have 10 minutes, but um, yeah, I have to think at this point, 
you have to be intentional with how you address your team because you're right. There there was a lot of stock last week put into that Seahawks game and these next three games and Vance Joseph in particular. We played that audio and I, I thought it was refreshingly honest of like we got to beat Seattle otherwise what is the next you know the, these games start to get more meaningful in the sense of you can't lose anymore but also less meaningful in the sense of like we can all see what's going on. You're three and six. You're twenty fourth in the NFL right now. It's not like you're eighth in the NFC right on the fringe of a playoff spot. You're going the wrong direction. You're 4-11 in your last 15 dating back to last year. I have to think that they have to make an, an you know a, a intentional decision to make sure guys don't start to lose that edge or that extra motivation of, yeah, there is still something on the line against the Rams this week. This is DeAndre Hopkins after the game yesterday uh, on his message to the team. Turn the page. Uh, the NFC, I feel like, is open still. Let's turn the page. And he followed that up with, uh, we've got to turn the page. Guys just come out, uh, try to execute. Uh, a lot of missed things out there on the field today. Uh, Bo got turned page. Got a good team this week. Uh, you got Cliff Kingsbury as well, too, saying he still believes in this team. Yeah, I mean, I believe in this team. Um, I, I don't think we played great complimentary football. I don't think we played close to how good we can play, and, and we got to find a way to get there soon. Um, but they're going to continue to fight, and we have another div- division opponent next week that we got to get up for. Yeah, you got to get up for it. You know what? Um, it's not just the coach has got to get up for it. it. Is it is the players inside that locker room right now? <laughs> they have to get up for what is coming right now. They have to. That's why I was so encouraged, man. It, and it's still, in retrospect, it, it bothers me. I was so encouraged watching the first quarter of that game yesterday because of how the offense, the defense, and the special teams came out and played. It was the best quarter of football. First quarter, I should say. The best first quarter of football. I think the Arizona Cardinals played collectively as a team. I was so encouraged. Here we go. This is this is what we're talking about. Let's do this. And then from that point on, man, it just... Um, it was not that first quarter. Let's put it that no, way. That, and that's that was the problem. Disconcerting, man. They show flashes. You just heard Cliff say it right there. You know, he, I think he kind of stopped himself short of saying, "Okay, we're not playing to our potential." You know, that's what was maddening about this team earlier in the season, Wolf. Especially the offense. You're like, "Okay, we'll just get the offense the ball. They should be able to march right down the field and score." Now I don't know what that potential is, partially because they are so beat up, but also partially because. When they have to make a play on offense, they just they can't consistently do it. And I made this comment to you earlier, but it, it really it, it has been growing over the last few weeks. It's I'm getting sick of watching the other team dictate how the game is played. Sure, you know you you sometimes you lose. That's you know, like like last week you lost to Minnesota. I said this last week you lose to Minnesota. Minnesota six and one. Now Minnesota seven and one. Sometimes you lose to those teams on the road by one score. And if you think you have to go seventeen and zero, or everybody has to be fired, then you're not going to enjoy this very much. But. You know, there are games where you should be able to dictate how it goes, too, even if you lose. And it just felt like Seattle yesterday was like, okay, uh, you can't throw to Hopkins anymore. You can't throw down the field. Here are the couple of things we'll allow you to do. uh, But we also can just come right up the middle because you're missing your center and both of your guards. Yes. And then in the second half, if you make a push, we're just going to have three quick touchdown. One, one, a sustained touchdown drive. Seattle dictated the entire game. Other than the pick six by Zayvon Collins, it felt like Seattle dictated the whole game. And that's getting old. 
And you just mentioned it right there, though. The offensive line, once again. Stop right there. Ding, ding, ding. We've got a winner. You mentioned it, man. They're all banged up to a point where the Cardinals' skill positions are struggling to make a difference in games. I mean, when you saw Will Hernandez go down, now all of a sudden you didn't have Rodney Hudson, you didn't have Justin Pugh, and you didn't have Will Hernandez. Your three starters inside. And, by the way, you didn't have your best backup in Max Garcia. So now all of a sudden you're like, you got to be kidding me. Your offense is only going to be as good as your skill positions allow you to be. Never forget that, Basinonians. And your skill positions will only be as good as your offensive line allows them to be. Does that make sense? I mean, that's what it is. Your offensive line, you don't need to have the best offensive line in the world. You don't. What you need is an offensive line that is good enough to allow your skill to shine and do what they do. And right now... That's a tough proposition. You need an offensive line that gets to play together, too. Uh, and we've seen this in the NFL in the past. You can have a great offensive line. If two or three of them aren't playing, two or three of your starters aren't playing, it's going to make an impact, and it's making an impact on the Cardinals right now. That's that's why this is such a complicated thing. It's not just simply, oh, just flip this switch or fix this and everything will be fine. The injuries are a real thing. But the drop-off between your starters and your depth guys shouldn't be that big. There's the depth questions on the Cardinals right now. It's, and I know, I know it's a draft issue. I know you watched Seattle yesterday. It's extremely frustrating to see Seattle running out there. They're not even supposed to be remotely contending for a playoff spot this year, and instead they're in first place. And they've got rookies out there making plays. And Geno Smith was a backup for the last five, six years of his career, and now he's he's going to win Comeback Player yeah. of the Year. He shouldn't be in the MVP conversation, but he is like. And He's just marching up and down the field. It's just Seattle is everything. I'm just glad they're done playing Seattle. How's that? Because Seattle is everything that frustrates me about this Cardinals team this year. Drives me nuts. <sighs> yeah. Good times. Nuts. All right. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. Zayvon Collins had what looked like a game-altering play yesterday, only it wasn't. He just addressed the media, and you'll hear what he had to say next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Here we go. Quick Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! All right, this is Wolf and Luke live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Cliff Kingsbury will join us here shortly at 145 for his uh, weekly exclusive interview. We've got a lot to ask him, obviously, after what happened yesterday. Uh, Wolf, this tweet from Adam Schefter. Roquan Smith's going to make his debut with Baltimore tonight. With everything that happened in that trade in Chicago paying down a lot of the salary, He's counting $75,000 against the Ravens' salary cap this season. That's ridiculous, man. Roquan Smith, and it's costing them $75,000 in, in like, football money against the cap. That's unbelievable. It's totally unbelievable right there. And not only that, but he's going to be playing Mike Linebacker for the Ravens. So here we go. Cannot wait to see that. Um, That takes an awful lot of brain power. 
Zayvon Collins made what looked like it could be a, a game-saving play yesterday. There was a lot of Zayvon Zayvon tweets right after his pick six from Geno Smith. Now, unfortunately for the Cardinals, and chances are most of you listening and those of us talking, it didn't really change anything because Seattle proceeded. If, if anything, it woke Seattle up offensively, but still a good play by Zayvon Collins, and he talked to the media today. And I want to start with this one, the third down conversions that just killed the Cardinals yesterday. They could not convert third downs, and Seattle just kept converting. At one point, it was seven in a row. Zayvon talked about allowing so many third down conversions late in that game. I've, I've watched it, but I didn't really see like what the what the scheme like concept was behind it. I know one of those was when I had that it was a long third down, and I had uh, got that flag, so that's 15 extra yards added on. But I mean. VJ usually puts us in a position to where we're, we we can succeed. You know what I'm saying? Like 99 percent of the time, he puts us in a position to succeed. It's just like a little minor detail that you know someone's you know you're too far in touch. And sometimes it's only by a yard or two. Like it's seriously a yard or two, and it's that small. And you're like you think into your head like, man, it's not that big of a deal, but really it is because um, it'll bring the QB off that spot because he's got certain targets where he wants to hit certain routes. But um, yeah, it's just. Just stuff like that. <laughs> That's all. That's yeah. It's just interesting, right there. You know the minor details that a player goes through on any given play, depending on when the scheme is, what the scheme is, I should say, depending on the down and distance, the personnel group that you have in. It changes your assignments, man. There's so many little detailed things. When you hear players say that details, man, or it's the little things, you cannot even believe it, my brothers. How many of those little things right there? start adding up to big plays. And suddenly, look, everybody, there goes Fant down the sideline. Uh, more from Zayvon Collins. If he gets a sense, if the defense can sense the offensive issues when they go up against them in practice. we I mean, we go so minimal against the offense around this time of the year. I mean, I think it's four plays, five plays. It's really hard to, you know, judge or do anything off of that but no I, I don't it's just because we don't we don't go against them so much we're scheming up so much for other offenses that we spend most of our time against them you know I mean I think we get a little seven on seven against them which is not you know that doesn't tell you anything it's just route concepts learning you know working on your spots whenever you're doing you know deep zones and stuff like that and then um, when we're going good on good yeah it's just a few plays so you really don't get a feel hmm. Don't get a feel. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can sense the offensive issues by watching. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> you know what? It's amazing to me, man. Um, it brings back so many memories of when things were going poorly. And unfortunately, I have a lot of memories when things were going poorly. But if you think it's just with the Arizona Cardinals or the St. Louis Cardinals, you are incorrect. It was also with Bill Belichick and the Cleveland Browns watching it go south, watching it um, go poorly right now. Bill Belichick knew exactly what he knows now. Bill Belichick employed everything that he employs now. Bill Belichick believed everything that he believes now. He's the same coach, from what I'm told, based on guys that know him and have been coached by him today. He's the same coach as what he was when he was with the Browns. Why didn't he win there? 
why it comes back to the players that are inside that locker room. Never forget that. I can tell you, and this was before the Cardinals game yesterday, but I was watching some of Green Bay Detroit and just seeing another team struggle offensively, a team with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I was like, yes, it's good to see somebody else go through this. But then the Cardinals game wasn't any better, so it really didn't. It was it was very short-lived. Uh, one more from Zayvon Collins. He was asked if the defense was tired by the end of the game against Seattle. I mean, when when the offense is going fast and stuff like that, yeah, it feels sometimes like we're wearing down. But it's not so much wear down. It's just like you know, you gotta break up their rhythm. You know, it's just they're on a roll. You gotta stop them. You gotta break it up. You gotta figure out something, and uh, you know, make them change their way of what they're doing because they're getting us somehow. And you know, on the field, on the fly, I'm trying. You know, I can't see what I'm seeing. I can't. You know, go back to the to the line or to the coaches and tell them that because you know they're on the sideline. We had to burn a timeout. We're down into four minute. It's like a whole you know it turns into a whole fiasco. So it's a uh, it's something that um, yeah. When they get on a roll like that, you just got to figure it out as a defense. As, you know, like hey, we got to stop them right now. Don't care what we're in, what we're calling. We got to do it. We got to figure it out. That's good right there. That's what I love. That's yeah. what I wanted to hear right at the end. Right at the end. It took him that whole cut to say it right at the end. Hey, listen, man. That's the way that it is. You got to walk through it. It's going to be tough. Your lungs are going to burn. You are going to be fatigued. But you got to walk through it. There is no excuse. Are you tired? Yeah, you are tired. Do you get worn down after you play four quarters of football? Yeah, you do. Do you ever accept it? Do you ever acknowledge it? Do you ever embrace it and say, yeah, I'm so tired? No, no. You walk through it. That's what a football player does. That's his mentality. That's who you got to be every play. Or get over on the sideline. We uh, we need uh, we need more Marcus Golden audio on on weeks like this because when you talk like that and you're like okay yeah things are uh, things are not going well but you just have to to push through it that's the essence of sports that's why you play sports it's if it were easy anybody would play sports at any level uh, but Marcus Golden is the guy that always seems to articulate that stuff perfectly like I said. Hard Knocks, I'm, I'm very interested in Hard Knocks on Wednesday, but for different reasons than I was. <laughs> now I just want to see, like, how are they even handling this, you I, know? I suddenly have to admit it. <laughs> I, I'm going to watch it, and um, it's my job to watch it, but I'm also interested to see something. Well, we, yeah, we need some answers right. here. That's... I'm just saying. Uh, we can maybe get some answers next. Even How confident... though I would have hated it as a player. <laughs> well, you don't Always. have to worry about that now. How confident is Cliff Kingsbury that what is wrong with this team right now is fixable? We're going to ask the Cardinals head coach. He'll join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Your home for everything Cardinals. Everything Cardinals. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader in the red zone with Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Presented by Earnhardt Hyundai and Ford dealers. No bowl since 1951. All right, Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury set to join us here in just a matter of seconds as we get ready for week 10 now against the L.A. Rams. Uh, coach, walking in right now. First of all, thank you for the time. As always, um, can you just kind of give us a sense of the vibe of your team right now at 3-6? and six? I don't think anybody expected to be here. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, frustrated and um, pissed, honestly. But uh, it's a good group. I mean, guys 
um, know we want to be better and want to want to uh, continue to work to, to see how good we can be. And, and we haven't gotten to that point yet. There's no question. Cliff, are you confident the guys inside that locker room are giving you everything that they've got? Yeah, no question. Um, effort. You know, when you watch the tape, it's never the effort. It's it's once again these things that continue to pop up, the self-inflicted errors, and and uh, not being able to make critical plays when we have to, and, and uh, that's the difference in this league. It's going to be a dogfight each and every week, and and we haven't been able to make those those key plays. Cliff Kingsbury joining us uh, right now, coach. When we talked last week about you know having to burn timeouts early in halves, that went away. That wasn't an issue this week. But the eight pre-snap penalties, I'm sure, is what you're alluding to. Uh, how much of that is a lot of new guys on the offensive line? But also, how much of that has to get fixed to even have a chance to win? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, the negative plays on offense were through the roof and, and really killed those drives, and they were able to get in some of those coverages, the too high, and keep things in front of them. And it doesn't matter who's in the game; you, you got to be able to execute those plays um, over and over and over, and not have those type of errors. And, and that's something we have to address this week and get it cleaned up really quickly. So, what about practice, Cliff? Do you feel like you have to change up practice schedule? Probably, you've already done that to some degree, right? Do you think you have to tweak? it anymore yeah I, I think you know as a staff we've talked through what we can do to try and uh, address these issues and, and you know we've done it like you said a couple weeks ago made some changes trying to you know address the same things and uh, we'll continue to do so until we find an answer are you confident I mean there's so much talk of change this and change that and make this huge move in the middle of the season are you confident that there is a path to changing the the results I am. Yeah, I am. I, I've seen you know moments of it, and, and we've just got to be more consistent all three phases. But there, there's been times that um, you know each group has, has shined, and the complementary football just hasn't been there yet. And, and that's something that we gotta we got to get together. Coach, as you look back uh, to the game yesterday, um, what was the turning point in that game? Was there a point where you could feel it slipping away? And if so, what was it? I wouldn't say slipping away. I, I think offensively we have that third one, um, have a play we want, we snap it over our head, and, and uh, then for whatever reason kind of got out of sync on offense and squandered some drives moving forward. And, and you can't do that in the NFL. You can't snap a ball over your head in a third and one and lose 12 yards and, and punt And uh, when you have a chance to you know take a lead. And, and then defensively, I thought we, we played at a high level. I thought Zavin's play was huge. And uh, unfortunately, we had them on a, the field a bunch late, and they just got worn down with that, that tough run game there late. Is that one of those plays? Zavin Collins has the pick six. There was a couple other almost interceptions that ended up, they weren't picked off, and then Seattle scored right after. I know it's a game of inches. That's two missed opportunities, and maybe even a third to not build off Zavin's play. No doubt. I mean, that, that's the critical plays that, for a reason, they're not going our way right now. And that's the difference in, in this league and, and the plays we got to make moving forward if we want to have a chance to, to get back in this thing. So the first possession, man, um, I was so encouraged watching it right there down the field, scored a touchdown. Um, first time that has happened in a while right there. What was working on that possession, Cliff? Yeah, we didn't hurt ourselves. You know, that was the biggest deal. We stay on schedule and, and uh, we're able to play it with tempo and make some first downs. And like I said, the next drive had some good stuff going and, and snapped overhead and for whatever reason um, got out of sync after that and uh, weren't able to to really play with consistency throughout the game. The, um, the the downfield plays just don't seem to be there this season the way they were last season. Is there a reason that you can put your finger on for that? There's not. Uh, you know, we, we got to find a way to have some bigger chunk plays, there's no doubt. I think when teams are playing that shell coverage and you're behind the chains, it's hard to push the ball on the field because they're going to play too high and keep it in front. But the biggest deal to me is staying on schedule and, and being able to mix in some runs and play action and not just once again, you know, nine minutes left in the 
fourth quarter you're throwing at every play to try and catch up and, and we can't be in those scenarios. So D Hop was really, really active early in the game and then not so much the rest of the game. Not as many targets. I've had two targets um, after that first half. What, what was going on with D Hop? Yeah, it's one of those things um, as a coach we got to do a better job of finding ways to, to get him the football and, and then you got to give Seattle credit. You know, they had a good plan and, and we're making sure they knew where it was on, on every play. But uh, he's a guy who's got to touch the ball more and win understand that. Talking to Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Coach, I was going to ask you before the game uh, today, you know, what does Robbie Anderson have to do to get on the field more? He didn't have the best game yesterday. What, what's what's next for him? I want to get him comfortable in the system. I mean, it's one of those deals where you get him in and, and it's hard to, to teach when you're trying to install and, and game plan and do all those things. And, and he's got to be able to take what he learns um, from practice and, and then go play at a high level and play fast and not think too much. And I think that'll come. Uh, he's studying hard. He's working hard at it. It's just got to slow down for him on game day. How much of the offense, offensive line's health is impacting this offense, Cliff? Uh, yeah, there's no doubt when you, you have those three interior pieces um, out yesterday, it, it didn't help. But I thought those guys battled. Um, you know, we still had our moments where we had a chance to be in that game and, and win that game, uh, even with some of those negative things happening. But uh, never easy when you lose, you know, your three starting inside guys. And um, everybody's dealing with this time of year some critical, you know, part of their team. But we got to find ways to maximize those guys and still score points. Uh, one of the bright spots over the last couple of weeks has been Rondale Moore. Is this what you ultimately envision his role growing into? and beyond this? I do, yeah. I think he can be a really special player in this league and uh, we're still expanding his role and he's still getting more and more comfortable with what he does but you see how dynamic he can be in his route running and then the run after the catch is as good as anybody and, and so he just got to keep coming. Cliff, have you given any more thought to the play calling and whether or not you're going to continue his play calling? Is there any change on the horizon? I have not, no. I, I, I like where we're heading. I know uh, yesterday we had some, um, you know, some of those errors that we can't have but I think uh, with some of these pieces back, I think we have a chance to, to make a little run. You get the Rams next week. There was a lot of focus put on these three weeks, starting with Seattle, obviously. So now it's it's that much more imperative that you get a win. You've seen the Rams already once this season. They don't look like the team that won the Super Bowl last year. They've had a lot of injuries as well. I mean, you see that uh, on their their front, um, on the offensive line, and they're, they're still trying to find themselves. But they're they're a great team. They're still the champs and, and have a bunch of Hall of Fame players. Honestly, so it'll be a, it'll be a dogfight on Sunday. So, how did you think the defense played yesterday? I thought they gave us a chance to win. Uh, like I said, I thought late, you know, those three drives late, they got worn down. Um, and Seattle has a great running game. The running backs playing at a, a really high level, but we can't keep them on the field that much. We can't have five, three and outs and uh, expect them to hold up against a really good rushing attack like that. Do you have any concern that they are going to start to wear down? I think the stat is nine red zone opportunities the last two weeks, and the opposing team has scored on all nine of them. Yeah, that, that's an area we've got to be better at. We, we understand that, uh, regardless of situation, circumstance, all of those things. But uh, once again, they're getting us the ball back over and over and over with chances to take leads and, and win the game. They're late, and we just uh, haven't been able to play that good complimentary football that we need to play to, to uh, get these wins. How about James Conner and his health right now? Yeah, he's, he's getting better. I thought he um, did some good things yesterday. I think he'll have a bigger role this week, and we'll continue to, to work him back. So there. he came out of it okay? He did, yes. Uh, just the one other question on health. I, I know his name hasn't come up a whole lot lately, 
but Hollywood Brown, is there still hope that he would not be that far away potentially from returning? I think it's a wait and see over the next couple of weeks how he feels. We're going to try to progress him along and see where he's at. and um, It'd be good to get him back, but I, I don't have a timetable just yet. Right. And Kyler Murray, how did he play? You know, he once again, um, some throws we'd like to have back, but you, you got to the ball late um, still had us in the game and, and uh, we, we don't feel like it's clicked all the way yet so uh, we got to get there soon as we're running out of time we understand that but I think he, he's um, battling each and every week. Coach we appreciate the time good luck against LA alright? Thanks, Thanks Carlos. That's Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury joining us right there as he does every Big Red Monday following the Cardinals game against the Seahawks yesterday and well, those 10 minutes do go by fast. I had another Kyler question I wanted to ask but uh, show's almost over Wolf. So. Yeah it is you know, um, once again, questions, a lot of questions that are hanging out there, right? And there's only one way out of it, and that is to win. You know, the um, the undeniable fact, otherwise they wouldn't be three and six, is they obviously don't have all the answers. Most teams in the NFL don't have all the answers, but I mean, there's just, if, if the Cardinals had all the answers right now, they'd be eight and one. So there's only... I don't know. I, that's like I keep saying. I want to see what's going on behind the scenes with Hard Knocks, too. You can ask questions. We've been asking a lot uh, of similar questions now over the last few weeks because things haven't been going well. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for us here today. Thanks to Cliff Kingsbury for joining us. Dave Pash as well. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Lauren Koval, Jesse Morrison. For Wolf, I'm Luke. We've got Burns and Gabo next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to In the Red Zone with Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Presented by Earnhardt Hyundai and Ford dealers. No bowl since 1951. Your home for everything Cardinals. Arizona sports. The local sports leader.